Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather, and this is the 41st, 41st episode of the show. This episode is made possible by my membership page, the New Paradigm Collective, and it is in its first week. It's been active for about a week now. I want to say thank you so much from the deepest bottom of my heart to the people that signed up in this first week. Um, Abby, Simo, Hayden, Lee, Nikki, and Zoe, thank you so much um, for supporting the show. So that is extra content. Um, this week I put out a Mars retrograde um, and kind of predictions for Mars retrograde for every rising sign uh, on that. Um, so if you want to get access to that, I will put the link in the show note. And yeah, I don't know how exactly I'm going to work with putting out the bonus content on that just yet, I think, and like announcing it or whatever, because, you know, I kind of go sporadically. Um, it will be at least twice a month. Like I've said, I'm going to put out at least two bonus episodes a month onto that um, that membership site. Um, but in terms of timing, we, we might aim for every second Thursday. Maybe we'll do that. We're aiming for every second Thursday so that you guys know when to check. And I'll send an email like in my regular monthly email and I'll write down whatever new content has been put up so that you can kind of always know which podcasts I'm posting here, which podcasts I'm posting on the membership site and whatever else I'm making because there is stuff in progress. I'm also currently working on... Um, a finally putting together the channels, the human design channels, and kind of like the the re reimagining, rewilding of the thirty six human design channels. So that's exciting. That I'm hoping to get done by my birthday, which is October twenty seven. Um, so that's my that's my timing goal for that. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff in the works. The membership site is just eleven dollars at the moment. This first month introductory fee is just eleven dollars one time fee. Um, and you get lifetime access to all the bonus content that I put on there. So <clears throat> really love y'all for supporting me in that way. What else is going on? Um, yeah, this is kind of just an off the cuff episode. There's, there's a bit of a chance you might get a lot of me this week because I do have a half recorded episode that I was going to be putting out this weekend. Um, but just some stuff has been happening the last two days and this, this stuff has been circulating in my mind so massively that I knew I just had to kind of sit down and record, get this out there because it's absolutely vital that we start thinking about leadership in a different way and what we demand of our leadership. We're going to get into that in that ep this episode. Um, but yeah, I had this half recorded episode already because I'm trying to get everything done um, for the business by by tonight because this weekend I'm locking myself away, turning off all distractions, and I'm writing my 2,000-word nutritional biochemistry report and we'll see how we go uh, because, yeah, I'm dreading it. I've been putting it on. It's putting it off and it's due on Sunday. So wish me luck if you see me on Instagram on the weekend. Tell me to get off and get on with it, please. Um, what else? I don't think there's much else to report on. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a chance you'll I'll be putting out another episode on Sunday as well like normal depending on if I get that kind of finished up or I might just save that for next week. We shall see. But I hope all you guys are well. Um, and yeah, I don't want to, don't want to talk too much. We'll get, we'll get straight into the episode. Uh, as always, come play on Instagram if you want to chat. 
love hearing from you guys so much. Um, and yeah, peace and love. Enjoy the episode. All right. So I don't really have, um, very good notes written down. I'm really just recording off the cuff today. Um, but I have a general idea of what we're going to get into. So we're going to get into more of the old leader, old paradigm style of leadership, what we have been seeing and what we've grown accustomed to. And what we sort of got stuck on thinking is the norm is what's normal. The, um, you know, how our leaders, you know, are just going to always behave. So we're going to start with that. We're going to look at, I mean, there are quite a few um, gates and channels in human design that I think really speak to leadership and the style of leadership that we are going to see more and more moving forward. And that those of those of you who, you know, have the gates or channels active that are really stepping into, but for everyone to you know, like I've said a thousand times, the human design body graph, it, it lives, it all lives inside of us. And those different energies are going to be pulled out of us, um, at different times, depending on who we're around, depending on what circumstances we find ourselves in. They are just energies. They're just archetypes that the world has at whole for us to bring into our body and bring into our world and to embody in whatever way that we feel the need to at the moment and at the time. Um, so the specific, yeah, like I said, there are plenty of different, um, gates and channels that could definitely be spoken about when we speak about our leadership in the new paradigm. But I think the couple of things that I'm going to focus on mostly today is going to be gate 10, uh, which you might not typically think of as a leadership channel, uh, gate, sorry. And, you know, I'll get into why I really see it as kind of the, the base, the absolute base, the thing, like the base of the pyramid, if you will, um, that really underpins this new new paradigm style of leadership and the channel of the alpha, the channel 731. So we'll, we'll speak a little bit about those two gates individually and maybe as it comes together as a channel as well. Um, and yeah, just in general, the, the, the way that the times they are changing and they really need to change too. This is I'm what I feel so deeply in my heart right now is that we have a choice right now. We can continue the way that we have been going and the way that the world has been run, which is putting our power into the people that run us and thinking we have no choice. We have no voice. We have no ability to do something different because, you know, we think we are um, maybe all alone in our beliefs that a better world is possible. And we can continue this way for another generation, you know, until our kids grow up and they give it a go. Or, we can be the people to stand up now and demand better from our leaders to create better styles of leadership, create better, create better containers of leadership, and really um, bring bring the world together into this more united and heart centered, love filled, unity based way of operating. So. For the rest of this episode, it matters not one little bit what your political beliefs are, what your religious, spiritual beliefs are. It does not matter at all. Um, the color of your skin, the language you speak, the culture, the religion, it matters not one little bit. The basic framework of this episode is we are all one. We all want the same thing. And that is, you know, even if we don't see it specifically, even if we can't see and envision the world that we want to create in our heads right now, we feel it in our hearts. And, you know, the power of the heart is a thousand times more powerful than the head. 
And so it's the more that we really plug into feeling um, the feelings that we want to feel on a daily basis, the feelings that we want to feel towards our fellow humans, towards the animals, the trees, nature, the earth, the ocean, um, and that that feeling that we want to be the predominant feeling here on earth, uh, that is so much more powerful. And, you know, as we do that and as more people do that and more people awaken to that power within their hearts, the more that the actual images of what that's going to look like are going to start to drop down into people's minds. And, you know, when we speak those ideas, it's no longer going to be like, oh, you crazy dreamer. Like, you know, what what are the chances that's actually going to happen? Because it's going to be spreading more and more. It's going to spread like wildfire. So, <clears throat> yeah, that is basically to say clear it away. It all doesn't matter. doesn't matter what, uh, yeah, if you're left, right, in the middle, don't identify with any of it. Doesn't matter whatsoever for this episode. This is about leadership. Okay, so where have we been? What is going on right now? And I'm going to get into the transition and what I really see has happened over the last, let's say, four or five years. It's it's been a big change. But up until then, up until now, really, and still a lot of us can and I too can plug into this feeling of hopelessness. Our leaders have gotten away with way too much for way too long. They have too much freedom. They sort of pay lip service to, you know, oh, we're democratic. We are elected by the people and we stand for the people and we do what they want. What they do, it's complete lip service. It is not true. They will maybe um, pass through a popular bill every now and then to get you on their side. So something like, um, the marriage equality bill. And I'm not like, of course, that's a very important, beyond important bill. But what's happened is, you know, that kind of bill gets all the attention, all the um, all the congratulations and everyone's like, yes, yes, good. See, our politics are finally listening to us. And then they're shoving aside all these other little like awful deals that they're doing under the table that don't get the same kind of political advertisement, if you will. Um and everyone's kind of distracted by what they're actually doing underneath because they'll put some really popular bill that at the end of the day, um, you know, we're all really excited and proud of them for. And so they get all this, this congratulations and we're like, yeah, see, uh, they're doing what we want them to do. They're finally uh, doing what we do. And then they're, you know, um, passing these bills that maybe abuse another minority in the community or take away rights of somebody or, you know, wage war on another country um, and those don't get the same kind of, kind of, I, I want to say advertisement, like they're not shown and spoken about in the same way um, because it's trickier to look at, to be honest. None of us have really looked at it and we've never really put parliament and the government under the level of scrutiny that they need to be under and because a lot of them a lot of the two parties so left right and I'm speaking to Australia but I know it's kind of the same in the US um, the two parties have become somewhat merged in that they both have corporate interests a lot of them do actually want to fulfill their job and want to speak up for the people that they represent. There are some truly heart-centered politicians, I believe, in the government right now. I'm speaking about Australia right now just because that's what I know, Um, but I'm assuming everywhere. Except what happens is that they have to 
they can't speak on their own. They have to be with the majority. They're going to, if they don't vote along party lines, if they don't vote, you know, with the left um, or the right that they are involved in, then they're going to kind of um, either lose their seat or lose their rights or lose their power or they're going to be maligned. Um, And the thing is, is that, okay, we know and I'm talking about in a democratic society, in a democratic society, and I studied legal studies for my first six months of university and in high school too. Um, That's a long story. I was going to be a lawyer at some point. Um, But yeah, democratic leaders, we elect them to represent us, to represent our wishes, our will, if you will. Um, That's what they're elected to do. And I can't remember where I was going with this train of thought. This is what happens when I don't write notes, you guys. Okay. We elect them to do our bidding except what happens is that you know we know what we want a lot of us actually are really quite aware of the world we want to see of the policies that we do want and of the policies that we object except what we do is we object to them on social media we object to them on facebook you know we'll post like abusive pictures of some politician who said something that we don't agree with or uh, you know spark outrage at these policies that have been put through And that's great. You know, raising awareness about uh, what's going on behind closed doors in parliament is really important. But what happens? And then, you know, these politicians will keep pushing through the bills that we object to and creating laws that we object to and policies that we cannot even see any kind of humanity in and that support their corporate interests. Um, Because... Posting about it on your social media does not count as telling the politician what is my will, what is my belief, what do I want and how should you be representing me. We have to actually communicate it to them. If they don't know our will, even if there's all kinds of outrage on social media and we just can't believe that then they still go against our wishes and put through a particular bill, unless you are actually, you know, emailing and calling the specific politicians that stand for this particular bill um, or that, you know, have a chance of fighting it for you, they can say, oh, you know, I didn't receive any um, any insight as to what my constituents did want and so I'm just voting for what I believe is the best for them. Okay, so there's the trick. That's where we have been. That is why they can keep continuously because everyone kind of thinks of it as too hard. Everyone's just like, oh, well, what's the point, you know, if they just keep going against us anyway? The thing is that we have not made our voices loud enough and made ourselves and our wishes and our will known to them enough. Um, it's kind of like a self, self-sourcing self pudding, like a self, self-fulfilling self prophecy. Like you, you kind of think, oh, well, what's the point? What's the point in me standing up because they don't listen? But they're not listening because you're not standing up. You're not actually speaking. And so that is the number one thing. And so what has happened in the last five years? So I knew, and, you know, here in Australia, because we are really influenced by the U.S. politics, we actually, like, we, we have a lot of U.S. politics in our news um, cycle. And so when Trump was running, it was really only a few months that I was like, oh, there's no way he'll get elected. It was around about eight or nine months before the election that I was like, he's going to win. And this is why. Say what you want, but he has brought attention to what is going on in politics. None of us really cared before because we all had that attitude of, oh, you know, they'll do what they will. It was really invisible. All of a sudden you have this president 
it had to get this bad that for us to wake up, to us to start to care, for us to start to notice what's going on. Here you have this president who literally tweets all the time. And so here you have someone who's in the social media. So politics is no longer behind this closed door. It's right there. It is immediately in front of our face. And it's it's kind of opening up the lens and people are starting to realize never before have we had so many people so invested in what the politicians are doing, in who approves which policy. And this is why I believe he always had to be president because nobody else was going to garner this much attention. If Hillary had won, everyone would, would have just carried on and, you know, no one, no one would, it would, politics would still be this invisible behind a smokescreen um, thing that was just going on that we thought we had no influence or power on. Suddenly people are waking up to it. People notice, people take note of what goes on every single day, every single polit- like piece of litigation or whatever not litigation, every single piece of legislation that he suggests or he passes through, people call him out on it. And so, you know, anything that goes on in the US politicians' world is being called out. People are paying attention. People have such a laser, like a magnifying glass to everything that he does. And so this is really good. This is really good because we're waking up to the fact that... um, We've kind of been blind to it. We've kind of ignored it. We've kind of just let them get away with whatever they wanted, but no longer. And so this is where I want to go into, into, I guess, what I see as being the new paradigm of leadership. And I want to, I mean, I I could speak about this for ages, but so I'm just going to keep it as, as short and sweet as I can. Maybe I'll speak about gate 10 now, actually. Okay. Gate 10 is probably one of, if not the most important gates that we are working through as we move into this new paradigm. It is the gate of self-love. It is the gate of learning to love yourself, to care about yourself so deeply. When we don't love ourselves, we will accept terrible behavior. And so that comes from people that we're in close relationship with, but it also comes from people, our politicians. It comes from the people outside of us, the people making our laws, the people who actually impact our day-to-day life more than we kind of stop and think about on a daily basis. You know, when when you don't love yourself, think of the difference. When you love yourself, what do you what kind of behavior do you accept in other people? You're no longer going to accept gaslighting. You're no longer going to accept abuse. You're no longer going to accept feeling, being made to feel stupid or uh, having, having your rights taken away or stripped away from you or being told that, you know, because you don't have this piece of education or this piece of paper, you can't do what you want to do. You're no longer, you're no longer going to accept abusive behavior. And so as we all, as a, as a society, I mean, think of the people and self-love, like it comes across as this really fluffy, um, they've kind of turned it into this kind of fluffy new age idea, but it's not, it's this, the most difficult, strongest journey. The journey through gate 10, I would say is one of the toughest journeys that you will ever take as a human. And everybody undergoes it, whether, whether you have the gate 10, um, unconscious, conscious, or, you know, not, not activated at all. It's, it's a journey that we're all going through right now. 
this this movement from disliking ourselves into liking ourselves and from that into truly loving and wanting the best for ourselves when you love yourself you want the best for yourself and when you love yourself you demand better for yourself and that is where we're coming to we are coming to a place where we love ourselves so much that we demand better from our leadership we're no longer going to accept their bs we're going to stand up and say you know what you are not fulfilling your duty to me as a um a member of this community and i'm no longer going to sit down and accept it so one of the most important things that you can actually do in order to bring forward um, this kind of style of new leadership that we're moving into is is to love yourself, is to do like whatever work you have to do to get to a place where you demand better for yourself, both in your personal relationships and from your politicians and from businesses, okay? So gate 10, that's, that's a little bit about gate 10. And then once we all or enough of us you know, that that critical mass, that amount of people where it's like, all right, we've reached the boiling point. Once enough people have come to that place where they're like, yes, I love myself enough to demand better, we, we begin to demand better of our leaders. And so in the new paradigm, rather than, you know, what we've been doing, which is choosing between the better of two evils, and that's why I always used to say, like every election up until now, I was just, I'm just choosing the left because they're, they're the better of two evils. Um, and we're no longer going to accept that anymore. It's not, it's not going to fly. What we need to do in the new paradigm is have a vision of the world that we want to see. Okay. So start with yourself, start with yourself because you're starting from that gate 10. You're starting from my heart. You're starting from the fact that, okay, I love myself. So what do I want? What does the world I want for this, this person, this body, this, this soul that I adore myself? What does the world that she, he, they want look like? And then we demand that from our leaders and we don't settle for anything less. You hold true and you hold you hold steady in your vision for the world. Make them come to us. Make them work for us because they do work for us. We hire them. We, we pay their salaries so that they will fulfill our, our wishes and create the world that we want to see. Except if we don't know the world that we want to see, Well, how are we going to demand that of them? So it has to start from within. Create a vision. What do you want to see? What does the world look like? And even if you don't know specifically uh, just yet, like I said, start with the feeling. What do you feel like? Okay. What do the policies feel like? For me, like the the imagery I get is literally just holding hands (laughs) and it's so cheesy, but it is. It's like this, this feeling that swells up inside my belly of like, everyone's safe and everyone is loved and everyone feels feels safe and loved and protected and we can depend on each other nobody feels alone I guess so it is that so the imagery for me is that holding hands that unity that togetherness and you know I, I always just think of like um is it John Lennon that imagine song um you know, it seems like a kind of far out dream, but if enough of us have a similar similar imagery in our mind of the world that we want to see, we're going to demand it and they have no choice. It has no choice. And those leaders that can't create the world and contribute to the world that we want to see, they have to step down. There's just not going to be room for them because we love ourselves so deeply. We Our heart's that strong that we don't accept anything less. Okay, so... Yeah, it really is leaders waking up to the fact 
well, I mean, they know, they technically know that they wake for the work for the people, but it's like the people have forgotten. And so politicians are able to be bought out by corporate interests and those corporate interests can sway politicians um, to do their bidding because the people are not demanding them to fulfil their job as a spokesperson for what the people want so they can kind of benefit. So we need to say there's no more room for that. It's not We're not just going to sit down and take it any, any longer and just be like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. It's been going on so long. Just because something's been going on for so long doesn't mean that it's okay. Just because something's um, common doesn't mean it's normal. <clears throat> so now the channel of the alpha, the gate 7, the gate 31. Again, there are a ton of leadership channels and gates in human design. You could almost argue that every single channel in human design and every gate in human design is is in some way, shape or form a leadership gate because we all, as we move into the new paradigm, every single person that chooses to embody the highest expression of any gate, every any channel is a, is a leader uh, because you're choosing that for the rest of humanity. You're kind of modelling the potential um, that we all have to to express the highest, highest potential within that energy. But <sighs> channel of the alpha. So I have this channel in completely unconscious. So I have it read, um, the 731. And it's so funny. I I remember like reading about this and kind of being, and I, I don't want to say like turned off by the idea of leadership because there is always that, that kind of hint in your chest of like, hmm, me, a leader? I wonder what that would look like. Like there's always a kind of interest, I think, when people read something in their human design chart and they're like, you know, that kind of feels good, but I'm not there just yet. Um, but when we do say, say the word leader, I mean, what comes to mind, the imagery that comes to mind, at least until, you know, this last year or so, is what we'd all grown used to, is that that group of white old men making rules in a room um, that we feel like we have no control over and them only caring about themselves and money, corporate interests, you know, destroying our earth for the sake of a bit of quick money. That's that's the imagery that comes to mind. The 731, it truly is, it's it's a voice. Okay, so it connects the G center, this this heart, this this magnetic beyond powerful part of our heart that center of your chest that says, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know our direction. Come with me. Trust me. Um, you know, I won't let you down. And it connects the heart to the voice, to the throat. It is truly a leader that speaks from the heart, that speaks from that deep knowingness in their chest. The seven being, um, being, the, being the gate that's in, in the chest, in the heart, and the 31 being the voice. So the energy is flowing. Any channel creates this kind of energy flow between the two centers. So any, um, I've spoken about this before, but any energy center that's connected to the throat is going to be uh, kind of the quality to that person's voice. So when somebody has their G center to connected to their throat, you know that this person has a deep need to speak from their heart. And this is what leadership is missing, is the heart, is the willingness to, to listen, to remain open and to have an open heart 
and bring that forth to speak that through and that is what lives inside the 731 so gate seven in their not self can kind of get get this idea or get this willingness to like be the leader to kind of have the glory to kind of step up and not really you know it because it's connected to direction it's connected to i know where we're going so it can kind of say i know where we're going don't like let's go but because it's it's connected to the 31 and so i don't i don't want to make this too confusing like it doesn't mean that if you have the gate 7 um, and you don't have the gate 31 that you can't be a leader you can't be a voice of the leader not not at all the seven just okay so let's start let's start by finishing up wrapping up on the gate seven the gate seven at its highest expression it realizes it is part of something bigger than itself it realizes you know i am a piece of the puzzle i'm not the completed puzzle it realizes i'm here um to support a movement that is bigger than me and I fit into that and I will hold those pieces together. I can be the glue that holds that together. So that's the gate seven. And then the gate 31. So the gate 31 is the voice of the heart. So if the seven is the heart, is that, you know, that connected to the people, that glue that holds the people together, it listens to the people. True leadership listens from the heart. True leadership comes from the heart. And that 31 is able to bring that that heart Um, up through the throat, up and into the world. Um, Gate 31 is called the gate of democratic leadership. And that is exactly what it is. True democracy listens. True democracy listens with an open mind, an open heart. And true democracy is, is then going to be a true voice for the people. And this is the kind of energy that we need to demand from our leaders moving forward. There's no more room. Um, for there not to be love and heart present in politics. It's it's just not, it's not going to fly anymore. And we need to kind of stop, every single one of us needs to kind of stop accepting, well, this is the way that things have run for so long. So this is the way things are going to continue running um, because we really do have the power here. The energy is create like kind of beginning to get so palpable that, um, like I said at the start, it, we're at this turning point. We're at this point where people are either going to realise wake up in time and say, I have, I have the power to create a difference and to demand a difference, to demand something else, or I'm just going to continue, you know, rolling over. And so this is where pulling in that element of self-love comes in. Can you love yourself enough to demand better of your leaders? You know, self-love is not just about um, our, the way that we speak to ourselves or the way that we speak to our partners and expect them to speak to us. It is about the way that our country speaks to us, the way that the leaders of our country speak to us, the way that they listen to us. We have to demand, we have to love ourselves enough to demand to be listened to, to be heard and let our voices be heard. And that is, that is, that is, that is like the next level of gate 10. That is absolutely the next level of gate 10 is taking it to that kind of federal level almost, um, where you just won't roll over and take whatever gets dished at you anymore and just say, oh, that's just the way it is. And so, I mean, I say that now, all this is coming up now because um, I think that's that's the main human design stuff that I want to touch on. But, yeah, my, my state politics right now is a mess and really it's the last, like, over the last two months or so, more and more Melburnians and more and more Victorians have been 
emailing and calling and, you know, really speaking up and saying we're not happy with the way we're being treated. And, you know, I'm not 100% sure this is actually true, but I have heard rumours that it's come come to a point where we're truly being listened to and our state premier is there's a movement to try and get him to step down and to get a new leader put in his place. And this doesn't mean um, that this other, (laughs) again, white dude with corporate interests is going to be any better, but it shows that the people are being listened to and the people have found their voices and are no longer just going to sit down and take it. And so this is such a promising example of where, you know, you can either just agree with whatever you see um, happening and just like roll over and take it, or you can kind of stand up and say, well, this, this is no longer acceptable. And if you don't live up to your role, your job, your job is to be my voice, to be the voice for the people, to be the voice for the heart of the country. Um, and if you're not going to fulfill that responsibility, then I'm not going to vote for you at the next election. And they want to be voted for, they want to get back into power. And so I think, I think that's it. I love you very much. Let me know what you think of this episode. And yeah, I might talk to you later in the weekend again. It depends how I go with this assignment, but I love you lots.